Hey, everybody. This is Trevor Chambers from Old Raleigh Financial Group here in actually sunny Raleigh, North Carolina today. Um, super pumped today. I'm doing a little bit of a, well, we're getting a new series with my buddy Andy. And I'm going to have Andy introduce himself here in a second. But um, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do this kind of allocation roundup. And um, we're going to talk about the markets and um asset allocation. And um, I'm really excited about it. I'm really hoping this gets through compliance, right, Andy? Exactly. That's the hope. <laughs> That's the hope. Okay, so we're going to steer, you know, you know what I mean? Okay. Anyway, Andy Heyer, it is so, I, I, you were just in town uh, a couple of weeks ago, you were talking to our clients um, at the Carolina Exotic Car Club, big shout out to them. How cool is that place? It was fantastic. What I mean, cool what do we, I, you're just starting to get out and talk to clients and everything, right? And so what a way to kick off the uh, getting out and seeing the clients swing, huh? Yeah, no, it was great. Both from the perspective of just being able to shake hands and, and see people in person, have a have a great event, but also that venue is something else. Just beautiful. Yeah, man. Hey, I want to just say, you're, whatever's going on behind you is absolutely spectacular, man. <laughs> that, what, where the hell are you? What, where are you on some sort of spaceship? <laughs> in, in the office, just, uh, you know, I thought it, it's better than the hostage look with just a blank wall behind me, so. <laughs> that looks absolutely spectacular. I mean, I get, a, I get a lot of guests, you know what I mean? And none of them have backgrounds like that. So I just want to <laughs> well, congratulate. Andy, um, so we're going to talk about uh, allocation, maybe a little allocation strategy. And so uh, to that, I... Uh, you're a subject matter expert on this. Could you please introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Uh, you're some sort of like allocation superhero. So I'd like to talk to you about that. Go ahead. No, I appreciate it. And I appreciate the, the invitation. You know, so Andy Heyer, I've been with Dorsey Wright and Associates for uh, what, almost 20 years now, I, I guess over 17 years, uh, a firm that you and your team know very, very well. Um, but just a, a little bit about us, you know, we're a technical research and money management firm. We have an office closer to, to uh, your neck of the woods in, in Richmond, Virginia, and also I'm here in Pasadena, uh, California. So uh, we're a NASDAQ company and you know we, we do some things that I think are, are interesting and will hopefully be of, of value to, to your, your listeners. All right, fabulous. And you're in, you're, it's tough living in Pasadena. It's a good place, I like that. Yeah, I can see, it's like, it's kind of sunny here compared to you guys is all I'm saying. You know what I mean? But anyway. Yeah, all right. Pasadena Pas Pas is a great place with the Rose Bowl. And, it, you know, it's, yeah, it's oh, a great, great, great part of LA. Um, I've, uh, I, I kind of drove through it one time. I didn't have, they didn't let me in. Basically, they didn't let me in. You know what I mean? They're like, nah, not you. You're, you know, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, but it looked pretty going by, I got to tell you. Um, so, Andrew, what's going on? In the markets and take let's take a kind of a month back you know let's been going on for you know how where i don't you know what it's your show man you tell me what's going on and where you want to start you know what what a great time to be an investor uh the, the markets have been so rewarding uh to 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 risk on investments and you know i you know one way to look at it and this is a, a way that we we look at it at dorsey right is we will look at a, a whole bunch of different asset classes and measure their strength so that we can see what's strong, what's weak. And if you look at what has been strong, and this has been true for years and years, 
you know, U.S. equities have just been a powerhouse. And so for, for you know, investors, it has been a very rewarding time to, to be in the markets. Um, there have been a lot of contributing factors. And I think a lot of people would be very shocked given all the things we've gone through, COVID, and, and, and just to see the types of returns that equity investors have been able to achieve. So it's been a great time to be an investor. We, we, we know that uh, there's plenty of risk in the markets, and I'm not, I certainly am not saying that there won't be bumps in the road. But when we rank, uh, when we rank asset classes from strong to weak, you know, U.S. equities right at the top. Um, you know, you, you've got commodities, international equities, fixed income, currencies, and, and cash down towards the bottom. So risk on is is very much in favor. Risk off, you know, very conservative asset classes are are not as in favor. And that doesn't mean in any way, shape, or form that people shouldn't have conservative investments as part of what they do. But it's been you know, risk has been rewarded uh, very well this year in the last couple of years. Why? <laughs> yeah, I think there are a lot of reasons. You know, I think corporate earnings have been so strong, um, you know, certainly in, in, in a number of sectors. So corporate earnings have been very, very strong. Obviously, uh, monetary policy, the Federal Reserve does matter. And what they they do does impact the markets. Them you know, keeping so much liquidity in the markets, keeping interest rates as low as they have at zero. Um, and, it, it, you know, that favors risk on asset classes. It favors equities. Um, and so there have been, you know, a whole bunch of things that have really, really helped. I think, you know, you look at kind of how, how we handled the last 18 months. And by we, I mean, like the Federal Reserve and, you know, fiscal policy as well, compared to how it was handled in the financial crisis of 2008, 2009. It seems to me that one of the lessons learned is throw the kitchen sink at the problem. And I think that's what they did. And, you know, the markets have responded uh, very favorably to that. Cool. So I don't know if you can um, talk to this, but um, what this year, what, what, what's been the strong sectors? How many sectors are there, by the way? You know, you can either break it down the 10 broad economic sectors or sometimes 11, depending on the classification, uh, if you include okay. real estate as a sector, but, you know, industrials, energy, healthcare, technology, utilities, consumer staples, and so on. So th there are a number of ways to, to break down uh, this, the, the broad uh, sectors of the economy. And the, um, you know, for, there have been some that have been stable, something like technology has been a dominant sector for years. I mean, this is not new. Uh, you know, technology has just been a, a powerhouse. What is new is, you know, this year there have been, the, the leadership has kind of broadened out. It's not just a one area. There are areas that have been out of favor for years, something like energy or financials that, you know, in years, the last couple of years have not been as strong, but 2021 has been a great year for those sectors. And the other thing that I think is interesting to me is, large cap stocks have done so much better than mid caps and small caps for most of the last five years that has uh, large caps are still doing well, but man, small caps and mid caps have really come on strong this year. And that kind of was, did that kind of start happening around, did that turn happen around COVID or no? You know, I'd have to go back and look at the exact start. Okay. It seems, seems to me that earlier in the year, small caps came in with a vengeance and were doing incredibly well then they earlier had a, this a, a, year, this year, 2021. Okay. And okay. then there have been some pullbacks along the way, but 
if you look at trailing 12 month returns, uh, small caps have out, outperformed mids, mids, mid caps have outperformed large and large have done well. So it, it just tells you it's a broad based, it's been broad based participation. The, the areas of the market that maybe have not done as well, you can take some sectors like utilities have not done well, consumer staples have not done as well. Um, so, you know, their healthcare may not as, has done as well. So they're, they're you know, when, when I look at the breakdown, technology, financials, energy have been among the leaders. Some of those others have been among the, the laggards. Can you talk to me about maybe <clears throat> um, the, the number one, what influence are you seeing of inflation? And are you seeing inflation rippling through in some strength areas and weaknesses in the markets? And the same thing for the... Um, the supply chain, which maybe you know is tied together. So I don't know if you want to, but what do you think of that zippy little question? I don't yeah, think it's no. that good to be honest with you, but go ahead. I think it's a question that's on everyone's mind. You know, we, we've gone yeah. decades, just decades with um, CPI with consumer price index running between you know zero and three percent. And then all yeah. of a sudden we're putting you know month after month of you know readings around six percent, you know, over five percent. So it's uh, inflation is here you know, for, for a lot of reasons, um, but it is here. How long does it stay? That's the debate of the day. You know, how, how long does it stay? But it's here for now. And, you know, there are companies that benefit in an inflationary environment and there are companies that really struggle. There, some of the companies that have strong pricing power that can really pass on that cost to their customers. Um, you know, there, there are certain companies, trucking companies and they're uh, shipping companies, you know, they're, there are some companies that this is a fantastic environment for them. Uh, there are other companies that are really going to struggle uh, to to survive in this type of environment. And it's for for people who own assets, whether it's real estate, equities, inflation. Um, you know, it uh, it can be beneficial. It, you know, if you don't own assets, uh, inflation is a killer. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, well said. Um, what's going on with, uh, what, so typically what happens in a inflationary environment from an asset point of view, like what, what's the telltale, like, well, you know, when this happens, this happens, I mean, or historically speaking, you know, I think one, one telltale or one signal is just when you look at the strength of commodities, um, okay. for, you know, commodities, if you look at like 2000 and 2009, uh, they did extremely well. The dollar was weak. Commodities were, were very strong performing uh, asset class. And then if you look 2009 to uh, up until about a year ago or so, commodities were just, just very, very weak. They did very, very poorly. Um, all of a sudden, over the last 12 months, you've seen commodities really pick up. Uh, crude oil has, has really gone through the roof. Um, but you know, base metals, precious metals. That there, there have been. There's been a broad pickup in commodities. That's just one. And and also, uh, you know, real estate. Real estate. You, you see real estate prices going up. Real estate uh, REITs doing extremely well. Um, so those are just some signals that you see when inflation's. You know, loose money, loose money, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. All right, now hold on. Let's talk about you. More specifically, what okay. you do, you talk strength. Okay, what do you what the what the heck do you mean when you say strength? Or for that matter, what do you mean 
by weakness. I mean, the way I understand it is, are more people buying it or more people selling it? Is it in supply or in demand? And then it just, because, you know, can you conceptualize it a little bit more uh, for me? Because I'm not that smart. Yeah. So the, you know, there, there are a lot of ways, there, there's a million ways to analyze the financial markets and analyze investments. Yes. Where, where Dorsey Wright has really hung our hat is we basically said, we're going to keep this at Econ 101 level. We're going to keep it with supply and demand. And we're going to evaluate securities based on the supply and demand for the security itself. So for us, rather than evaluate financial statements, look at income statements and balance sheets and and talk to company management and, and do those types of fundamental uh, analytics, we look at the markets from a technical perspective. And we basically say, we're going to evaluate investments based on the, the strength or weakness of the security itself. So it's kind of rather than going around, you know, looking at all these uh, ten, tangential uh, factors, we're going to go straight to the security price itself. We're going to measure the security price relative to others, and we're going to use that as a means of identifying leadership. Now, it, that only is beneficial if there is follow through in the trend. In other, in other words, if you identify securities that are relatively stronger than other securities, if that tells you nothing about the future, then it, it, that's a pointless exercise. But what if there's momentum in the financial markets? What if uh, securities that are strong today tend to continue to be strong in the future. And what if securities that are weak today tend to be con continue to be weak? And it's that basic trend following concept that we base our investment approach on. And it's it's uh, you know there, there's just all kinds of evidence and, and research that has been done that that suggests that yes, there's absolutely momentum in the financial markets. And so to us. You know, the goal for, for what we're trying to do, we want to identify leadership. We want to identify strong asset classes, strong sectors, strong securities. We want to invest in those securities. And then we want to ride that trend as long as we can, we can stay with it. And hopefully we can stay with the, those positions for years. And that's where we tend to make the most money. Um, so it's, you know, looking at things from a, the lens of strength is critical to, you know, the way that we look at the financial markets. And it's, it also has the advantage of, uh, being extremely pragmatic. In other words, you know, there's so many investors who they live in a world of, uh, this is how the world should be. This is how the markets should be. And based on my analysis, the markets are eventually going to come around to my way of thinking. For us at Dorsey Wright, it's not that at all. We're basically saying, how is the world? And we're going to invest in the world as it is, not as we want it to be. And you know, when something is goes from strong to weak, we're gonna gonna react, and we're gonna take the the necessary action in the portfolio. And it's not foolproof. No, it is not. It this isn't, folks. You know what I mean, right? This this is not um, a full foolproof by any means. Sometimes this works. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, and and I don't think there's one answer when it comes to investing. It's it's what you're comfortable with and what you can but you can kind of get, you know, and resonate. And, um, but it, you know, but momentum does pretty good. I mean, I call it momentum. I mean, I don't know if that, I mean, am I splicing it some other way? I mean, relative strength, momentum. I mean, we, we use those terms synonymously. So, okay. whether so there's not that much more nuance between them. No, I mean, it's there, there's a whole bunch of, you can, if I say momentum, there's, you know, there's a hundred different ways of calculating momentum or more, sure. but it's, 
But at the end of the day, when we say momentum or when we say relative strength, we're not referring to how strong has the security been over the last week or a couple of weeks or last month. For us, we're saying more intermediate term. So over the last year, approximately, how strong has the security been relative to everything else? And I think what you said is, is very well put, which is it's not foolproof. There, we know very, very well that a percentage of the time when we buy a strong security in a strong sector, there's not going to be follow through in, in that trend. We may sell that position at a loss. But to me, you know, and to us, that's not the end of the world. What, what's important is to have a process in place uh, that allows us to you know, stack the odds in our favor, uh, identify leadership, be able to stay with those winners as long as they remain strong. The, the positions that don't work out have a, a concise process for uh, rotating those positions out of the portfolio um, when they deteriorate sufficiently. And so uh, there's nothing about perfection in the financial markets. And, and anyone who approaches nope. this thinking they're going to get every trade right, no, nope. uh, not going to happen. But no, nope. you know, exactly. If you, get, if you lock on to some of those big multi-year winners, man, it really covers a multitude of sins. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Smiling. You know, I, I worked in a restaurant business for a long time, and uh, um, my family's restaurant. And I did that for about twelve years. Um, Smiling, anybody can handle smiling. Smiling is like, man, I'm managing smiling. I can do it all day. There's, I can do it all day long in my sleep. Anybody can. So when people are happy, it's wonderful. When you're making money, it's great. Yeah. On the downside, but it's just the way it works, right? And so you got to, but it's a process. And that's the key with investing, you know, what's your process? So, yeah. well, what else? I mean, is there anything? Other things that we should, I mean, uh, we should, we should be talking about at this point. I mean, is there anything kind of interesting that's been going on in the past say month? Like, uh, you know, there, there is surprising um, you maybe or something like that. You know, I think the market continues to surprise to the upside. I think that's what's surprising people okay. is, is that, you know, it's surprised to the upside. Um, there, you know, and I don't mean to overstate this, but look, it's been a great year for equity investors. It's been a great year for the financial markets. Um, and, you know, no one's saying this is going to continue at this pace forever. That's not what we're saying. Uh, it's just that, you know, sometimes when things are good, you just, you know, it's, it's nice. You, you take it, uh, you know, this is what, why we invest. We know that the rough times, they will come. Um, but, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, but, but this has been a great year and, you know, it's, um, you just keep plugging away. Yeah. And when those good times come, your process helps you mitigate downside. It can, you know, the, depending on the strategy well, and how, you could, know, I should there, say could help. Could help. Yeah, I mean, there, there, we run a range of strategies, and there are a range of things ways to invest. And some of our strategies are more volatile and tend to have deeper drawdowns in the market, and others tend to be more conservative and have have different mechanisms for playing playing defense. But um, you know, I think what is uh, what's important is know what you own, know why you own it, and know where it fits in an asset allocation. And that's where you know you and your team have a you know, sit down and, and, and be able to construct the right asset allocation that someone can live with. And what what's the right asset allocation for one person may very well not be the right allocation for someone else. Most definitely. You know, you don't you don't want to put anybody at risk. You know, it's uh, people underestimate a Andrew risk, right? Isn't it amazing 
how we just like just <laughs> waltz through the world completely. But in investing, um, these good times are great, you know what I mean? But don't don't kid yourself. There's risk. Yeah. We, sure. we didn't see COVID. No. Didn't see it. No, there, there will be losses. Most definitely there'll be losses in the future. And it's just making sure that you get the right mix so that when those losses in the equity markets come, you've got the right balance and you can weather the storm. But, um, you know, financial, I love the financial markets. Everything in the world is connected. Uh, yeah. you know, politics, economics, everything is filtered in and factored into the markets. It's, uh, it, you know, it's exciting. Every single day is, is interesting. And there's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great industry and a, a great, great place to be. And it's, you know, we're very fortunate to be able to, to work with, with clients and, and, and look to, to serve them and meet their needs. Fabulous. Well, my friend, thank you. This was the first ever uh, Asset Allocation Friday Roundup. Um, I don't know if any of that made sense to anybody, but I thought Andrew definitely made sense. I don't know what I made sense of, but no, 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 no. I'm like, actually, man, all truthfulness, it's a comp, you know, we live in a highly financialized world. And people underestimate um, the great uh, potential value of advice because there's just too much, right? And we all are trying to live our lives. And, uh, you know, I'm sick, I go see a doctor. You know what I mean? And um, so it's just a super financialized world that we live in. I think you, you would know that, you know, I, and, and, and it's just, there's so much topography to manage. Would you not agree? Absolutely. It's, it's you know, the, 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 the challenge is how do you make sense of it all? And how do you, you bring yep. it down to, to a level that is, um, that you can apply it and, and make specific choices for a particular client? And that's, that's the challenge because there's so much information. It's that old adage, you know, drinking from a, a fire hose and it's without, without uh, a, a, a process, yeah. <laughs> a, a way to, to synthesize it all, to make sense of it and to apply it to any one right. individual investor's needs. Um, you know, it's, it's overwhelming. And there are plenty of people who, who, who love the markets and they're going to do it all in the, their own, but there, there are many people who look, they, they need financial advice. Well, the thing about it is, you know, there's, there's, you know, Angie, you and I, we, we do it our, what we do, right? Um, you guys are sort of the, one of the engines to the plan. My job as the advisor is to uh, take, take what you do, show it to the client, get them to understand it. But, but that part, asset allocation and all, that's just, that's sort of like I consider it's one engine. But then the plan is this whole thing, you know what I mean? And integrating it all together and saying, hey, this is why we do this, because, you know, the, the plan says that this makes sense because it's within your risk profile. And that's what I love. And again, you know, from our point of view, you guys are one um, aspect, one part of the investment process for us at Old Raleigh Financial. Um, we couple it with other things to make it make sense for the client and from me a risk profile and all that stuff, right? So, um, but I will say when we do use 
uh, NASDAQ Dorsey Wright and 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 it's um, and show them uh, the graphs and 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 the charts as as we say. Um, it's it's it really helps people and um, it really helps people. I mean, I can't I can't think of how many times that you know we would be discussing a particular stock that they had like an emotional attachment to, and you show them you show them the chart, and it's like, hey man, that's a great story, but it's just a story. I, I don't see it right. Right. It's, yeah. you know, the, it's the so picture, helpful, man. It's so helpful. Pictures worth a thousand words. It, it really does put yeah. it in context when you can look at a chart of something. It, it, it speaks and it tells you, uh, you, you may think that everything's perfectly rosy, just like you said, with a given company. You may think the outlook is is fantastic. If the chart looks horrible, then you at a minimum, minimum, at, at a minimum, you should stop and think about it. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 uh, it, it, exactly, exactly, exactly. So, um, well, anyway, we can wax and wane about that. All right. But listen, I want to thank you, man. I, I really appreciate it. Um, I, I'm hoping that gets through and we were able to do it. And then we're gonna make more of these. Um, and no, but I really think this is helpful. I mean, I, I really think the people, um, they're yearning for this type of information. And uh, I just think it helps people again. It kind of helps them make sense. We'll watch it. You and I will watch it for you, right? But when you want to come in once or twice a year to talk about it, um, think uh, Andy and his team are, are really helpful and help us do that. So Andy, I want to thank you, and I hope that this is going to become a long uh, series that we do. So, uh, what's going on this week, and what are you doing? You got five kids. I, I'm definitely thinking it's going to be involving kids. So we got uh, we got some some uh, soccer games on Saturday. I'm actually taking. Uh, I'm taking my my girls to the Harry Styles concert on uh, um, right Saturday on night. cool dad. So, yeah, no, my that's, girls, that, that, so my girls caught my my oldest caught that caught that tour here in Raleigh. Okay, knocked. He, he's he's amazing. You well, know, that's good to hear. I'm looking looking forward to it. So we'll we'll have a good time. I tell you what, man. Um, are you, he his band? Okay, look at it's pop stuff. Okay, all right, but um, it's well done. You know, um, he's definitely a fan of the Beatles. Um, for sure. And so you might catch some stuff that kind of reminds you of that. Um, and also he's got like hints of, in my opinion, um, Pink Floyd. He's got a little of that in there. But I will tell you what, he's a showman. He's, he's, he's a great dresser. He's my, my kids, my, my girls talk about it all the time, as I'm sure yours. And then um, his band is sick. They are really really good so expect that guitar player and those that drummer and that bass player just ripping your face off on that one brother so have fun awesome. where are you guys going to see him it's at the uh the forum in la so i mean and it's a tough life you got out to me <laughs> no i'm look, looking forward to it so i appreciate the you know the uh the endorsement of the the concert it's uh, looking forward to it so no, hope, I mean, you, uh, hope you and yours enjoy the weekend and then get get ready for thanksgiving yeah, man, we actually have the um, Syracuse uh, NC State game tomorrow, and so I'm from Binghamton, New York, and uh, I actually went to a school right on the Syracuse campus, so we're going to be doing some tailgating with uh, my partner, Blake, and uh, my business partner, Blake, and I, so. All right, brother. Sounds good. Thank you so much. All right, All right you guys, thanks a lot for tuning in to uh, the, what the hell's the name of this? This is the soundtrack to a financial advisor's life. The soundtrack to a financial advisor's life at Old Raleigh Financial Group. All right, brother. Thanks a lot. Have a good weekend. I'll talk to you soon. You as well. Take care. Bye.